Hello, my name is Rick Pearson, and this is Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Hebrews 11.6 says that without faith, you cannot please God. So what does that have to do with living in Babylon the Great? Stay tuned, you're about to find out. Welcome back. Before we begin our teaching today, we'd like to invite you to our online Bible study chat where we answer multiple questions from our viewers. You know, if you cannot make it Thursdays, please go to our website and you can watch it on our YouTube channel anytime, day or night. Now, the purpose of this podcast is not to entertain you, but to teach God's sure word of prophecy and drill down into the prophetic time clock that we believe we are presently living in. Recently, we received this comment from a podcast viewer. I'm 83 years old and remember being told we could never understand the book of Revelation. Prophecy USA has clearly identified America as Babylon the Great. But like prophets of old, you will be discredited by those whom God has not shown this truth to. How could any rational thinking person who knows our Savior think that God skipped America in his plan for this world? Well, thank you for that comment. And God did not skip America in his plans, nor in his word. In fact, those who refuse to acknowledge the 53 biblical prophecies already fulfilled by America are already fulfilling the very prophecies that they themselves deny. The 15th description of Babylon is she is proud, haughty, and says in her heart, I am and none else beside me. The 16th description says, I sit a queen and shall see no sorrow. Does it not make sense that since the messengers who wrote those words confronted incredible resistance, why would we who are quoting those prophecies today not expect the same kind of resistance and opposition as the men who wrote them? You know, Jesus specifically warned us, if they persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The New Bible Dictionary defines the Greek word tribulation as this. It is the expected experience of those who believe the gospel and follow Jesus. Since Jesus already overcame tribulation, He's now wanting you to exercise that same authority in you and through you in this generation. But how exactly do we overcome the spiritual forces that seem to continually come against us? God has a special gift that he's given to each and every one of us. But unless you use that gift, you'll never fulfill God's purpose for your life. Listen to this. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans stating, Think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. But what exactly is faith? He wrote to the believers in Hebrews stating, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. According to God's word, this spiritual substance is a very important ingredient in your life. For without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, 
and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Historically, scripture details that mighty deeds were accomplished in every generation by individuals who discovered this secret that was hidden deep within their spirit. It was they who were mightily used by God to forward the purposes of his kingdom. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he so yearned in the land of promise, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, women received their dead raised to life again, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection, and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. And these all having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. So what are these saints expecting us to do in the latter days? In the providential covenant nation of Babylon the Great, a nation whose currency proclaims, in God we trust. What is it about our faith that is tied into the words they prophesied? And how can they be made perfect through us? Welcome back, folks. You know, it's interesting to note that the Bible actually states that the saints of yesteryear cannot be made perfect without us. But what is it about our faith that is needed so these Old Testament saints could be made perfect. The word of faith in Hebrew is the word emam, which means to be steady. Steady also means to be trustworthy, conscientious, level-headed. However, sometimes in life, it's very hard to be steady. You know, recently, Karen and I were flying in our small single engine airplane. We were about 23,000 feet trying to stay high above the stormy weather that was below us. Suddenly, we heard a loud bang and immediately our cabin pressure decompressed, the engine manifold dropped from 28 to 15 inches, and the engine had a major loss in power. What we were once flying over trying to avoid was now exactly what we were descending into, whether we wanted to or not. Immediately, I contacted the air traffic control to tell them that I was descending and could not hold my altitude. I knew that at 23,000 feet, in a decompressed cabin, we had about 10 to 15 minutes 
before we hit 12,000 or we would lose oxygen and possibly even pass out. My hand was shaking, my voice was quivering, and I was doing everything in my power to stay calm and stay steady. I had to do several emergency procedures as we descended into the clouds with rain, snow, and poor visibility. I asked for a radar vector to the nearest airport and ATC obliged me immediately. Still, I had no idea if the engine would quit, the icing, that the icing equipment would work, or whether we would have to glide into the airport with a complete engine failure. I did not have time to open the operator's manual, read out procedures, or look for emergency protocol. All of those items had to be memorized beforehand and ready at a given notice should something happen quickly. Long story short, we made it to the airport, landed with the engine running, and to our surprise, the turbo hose had let go and it was a literally 15 minute fix to repair the plane. But the event could have been disastrous if I had not stayed steady and recalled from memory the emergency procedures to bring us safely to the ground. You know, according to scripture, this is a perfect example of the tribulation that can suddenly come upon each and every one of us when it's least expected. One car accident, one phone call, one trip to the doctor, and our whole world changes in a split second. But also, according to Hebrews 5.14, we can only grow up in God by having some tribulation in our life. For strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Tribulation is nothing more than the devil's resistance to keep you from arriving at your destination. When it comes to life, resistance is inevitable. A turtle cannot move forward unless he sticks his head out of the shell. A plane can't fly unless it moves forward, creating wind over the wing. A kite cannot soar unless the wind blows against it. And an elastic can never fulfill its purpose until it's stretched. Resistance, which definitely creates tension, is what creates both the kite and the balloon's ability to defy gravity. So it is when you use your faith to come against the tribulation or the resistance that comes against you. There's a story of an old man in a park and he's watching a young boy release blue, helium balloons and, and the boy was releasing a red one and it went up, a yellow one went up and a white one went up and then he came to the black balloon. And the old man looked at the young boy and said, do you think that black balloon will fly, son? The boy looked at him and smiled and he said, of course it will, sir as he released the balloon and up it went. You see, mister, the color of the balloon doesn't make it soar. It's what's inside that makes it rise. Now, the Bible has promised us that inside every person is a substance. God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith, a substance that if we exercise its power is guaranteed to make us rise above every form of tribulation and resistance that comes against us. It is what some call the force of faith. But what does our faith have to do with living in the last days, and especially in the covenant providential nation of Babylon the Great? The answer to that is a lot. 
So stay tuned, we'll be right back. Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest book, The Hour That Changes Everything. Together with our study guide and free app, prepare yourself for one of the greatest events in Bible prophecy. Go to prophecyusa.org or call the number on your screen now to make your donation of $35 or more and receive your copy of the book, The Hour That Changes Everything. We are waiting to hear from you. Call today. Welcome back, folks. We're talking about our faith today and how it will be used in the last days to fight some of the greatest resistance that Jesus prophesied would be coming in the last days. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. In this verse, Jesus is talking about the great tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth. That tribulation is not here yet. But according to the signs of the times, it would appear that things are shaping up to fulfill those prophecies. For then shall great tribulation come, such as was not since the beginning of the world, to this time, no, nor ever shall be. I recently heard a newscaster laughing at the thoughts that the UN 2030 agenda had any hope of becoming a one world government or a new world order. It's expected that the coming elections and the tremendous train wreck the Biden administration is causing in America will result in a windfall election of American values. In other words, a return back to the founding fathers' original intent, one nation under God. And we at Prophecy USA enthusiastically join in agreement with that prayer. However, prophetic voices who forecasted Donald Trump's victory in 2020 are now prophesying that America is a covenant nation. Prophecy USA has been saying that for two years, and it is based on God's word, not our word. But if she's a covenant nation, as they say, why can't they identify American scripture? Why are those speaking a word not reading the word? The coming revival that's, that's being prophesied, and once again we join them in that prayer, is based on the fact that God will never break covenant with America, and that is true. However, what happens when a nation breaks covenant with God? What happens when a covenant nation sacrifices over 65 million children to the worship of Baal? What happens to a covenant nation that becomes the number one producer of pornography in the whole world? What happens to a covenant nation that flies the rainbow flag under her national flag at the world's embassies and then demands that all other nations of the world bow to their new moral agenda? An agenda that Isaiah identified 750 years before Christ describing Babylon the Great and whose response from God would be repeated as it were in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, it's imperative to those of us who believe in the Bible to also believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. To realize that a spoken word must always be confirmed by the written word. 
The prophets who prophesied concerning the latter-day nation of Babylon have already told us what is coming. And it must be emphasized that they had tremendous opposition for what they spoke and what they wrote. If you follow their written word, you're going to experience the same opposition because the words they spoke are still being opposed today by those who refuse to read God's word. The Lord told Jeremiah, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have set thee this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. But to plant what? Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, saying, I will hasten my words to perform it. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me, who have burned incense unto other gods, and worshiped the works of their own hands. Thou therefore gird up thy loins, and arise, and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day. You are a defense city, an iron pillar, and brazen walls against the whole land. So who was Jeremiah speaking to in this verse? He was speaking against the kings of Judah, government and legislation. He was speaking against the priests thereof, or the religious leadership. And he was speaking against the people of the land who were followers of the above. In other words, God did not care who they were, what they said, what authority they held in government, politics, or religion. He was against anyone who denied, defied, and disobeyed his word. Those folks have not put their faith in God's written word. Instead, they placed their faith in something else. In our very first program, we introduced you to the history of the prophetic office. Our conclusion was the prophets are not called to tell people what they want to hear, but only to repeat what God tells them to say. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, and thou shalt not be afraid of him. Remember those kings, princes, priests, and common folk are dead and gone now. But the spirits who oppose God's written word then and there are still manipulating the masses here and now to keep you from hearing those words that will come to pass. Now, we've already given you 53 descriptions in writing that have been fulfilled in America. And we're being told America is a covenant nation. So what is our future? We must place our faith in God's written word. But of course, there's more than just his written word. Faith must be applied to our daily lives. He still has prophets, just as he has pastors, evangelists, teachers, and apostles speaking and teaching that word. But in these last days, how will our faith help the Old Testament prophets to be made perfect? That they without us should not be made perfect. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this conclusion. 2,000 years ago, innocent blood was shed for you. 
But will America come back? Will she seek God's forgiveness or will she suffer His judgment? Prophecy USA proudly presents a study guide addressing America's spiritual state of the union concerning her past, present, and future role in Bible prophecy. Call right now with your donation of $20 or more to receive your copy, 1-888-306-1759, or go online to prophecyusa.org right now. Welcome back, folks. You know, so far today, we've come to the conclusion that faith is a substance. Everyone is born with a measure of faith. Using your faith pleases God, and believers throughout history will be made perfect by our faith. We've also learned that faith must be focused on God's Word, not on man's visions, dreams, or words, unless it can be backed by the written Word of God. However, it must be made clear that God still speaks through people, and He still uses visions, dreams, and utterances to speak to each and every one of us. But those verbal utterances are not for direction, but for confirmation of what God has already spoken to you in His Word. Remember, the Bible says that everyone can hear God's voice if they want to. And He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. If any man hear my voice and open the door to his heart, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. And his sheep hear his voice. You know, God warned Jeremiah that the word he was given and wrote down concerning God's judgment that was coming on the covenant nation of Judah was this, And they shall fight against thee, Jeremiah, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. Jeremiah had faith, but it was not based on someone else's word. It was based on the word spoke directly to him. And he wrote down that word so we could read it. Other prophets also gave words, but according to the written word, the Lord said to Jeremiah, I've not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I've not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they'd stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. You know, today... We have mighty voices in the land, major news networks, government officials, religious organizations, and yes, even prophets within the body of Christ who have no knowledge whatsoever that America meets 53 descriptions of Babylon the Great. And the fact of the matter is they have no desire to hear it. Why? Because it does not embrace the visions of their own heart. Now, nobody in their right mind wants to see judgment come to America. Nobody wants to see a new world order take over. Nobody wants to be here in the Great Tribulation under an Antichrist ruler. But the Bible says it will come. And we at Prophecy USA believe it's almost here. Jeremiah, Isaiah, and John gave us the written word that according to Scripture, is the source from which the substance of our faith should be anchored upon. It's God who promised us through these prophets that I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Now, although we are in total agreement praying for America to come back into covenant with God, the Bible, God's written word, does not say this. 
The Bible does not say that Babylon the Great will have a great turning away of sin and then rule the world. However, it does talk about a glorious church without spot or wrinkle and people who are sold out to following God's word within Babylon. America has already been a golden cup in the hand of the Lord, but she's filled that golden cup with the blood of martyrs and saints. And just like the covenant nation of Israel was judged by God because she practiced Baal worship, the prophets tell us that Babylon the Great will also be judged before the new world order comes into power. And the reason of her fall is just like Israel. She sacrificed her children to Baal. America has already fulfilled the 53 biblical descriptions of Babylon the Great. Your faith must be placed in the Word of God and use that faith to overcome any sin that so easily besets you. Your faith and obedience in following God's Word is that He, Jesus, might present it to Himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. You know, the seven churches in the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and 3, give us every wrinkle that through faith in Christ we must overcome. For those who have ears to hear God's word, let your faith guide you to fulfill the very scriptures the prophets foretold. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partaker of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. There are many voices in mass media, government, society, opposing God's word today. Those who obey the word are being accused of being racist, bigots, white supremacists, homophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. But those who are reading and quoting God's written word are being accused by other believers today as being gloom and doomers. But they called Isaiah, Jeremiah, and John who wrote the very words we quote the very same thing. But do not be dismayed because just as God promised those ancient prophets, He also promises us, They shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. If there was no global tribulation coming, God would have never promised us that He would keep you from the hour of temptation or trial which shall come upon the whole earth. At the appointed time, King Zedekiah was forced to watch his whole family killed by Nebuchadnezzar's soldiers. Then he had his eyes burned out, and they, they walked him out of Jerusalem, naked, blind, and humiliated. Why? He refused to obey the word of God Jeremiah had spoken. And they slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes and put out the eyes of Zedekiah and bound him with fetters of brass and carried him to Babylon. You know, folks, we at Prophecy US, USA want to encourage you to base your faith on God's Word. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, and a prudent or a wise man foresees the evil and hides himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. We hope that you can join us as we study that Word every Thursday in our Bible study. For I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Find that secret place under the shadow of the Almighty, and I promise you, you'll be glad you did. 
He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. David said, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. We're out of time, folks. This is Prophecy USA. My name is Rick Pearson, and I'm reminding you that Jesus Christ is alive and he's coming back much sooner than many people realize. We'll see you next week on Prophecy USA. Shalom.